Welcome back to Africa Science Focus, the weekly science and development show from SciDevNet. I am Ogechi Ikeanyamu. We've come to the end of a three-part series that investigated the reasons cancer cases and deaths keep rising in Sub-Saharan Africa. Over the past two weeks, we've heard how cancer deaths in the region could rise to 1 million per annum by 2030 without intervention. We also found out that 80% of the population use traditional and alternative medicines that in turn lead to missed diagnosis and late treatments. We also delved into what it would take to build expertise to tackle cancer. In this final episode, our reporter Michael Kaloki seeks to understand why many patients do not complete their life-saving cancer treatment. Currently, as much as 40% of cancer patients in Nigeria stop chemotherapy within the first three months of treatment. A report by the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer has shown. Dr. Beatrice Waife Adai, breast health specialist and one of the researchers of the groundbreaking Lancet report, is back to explain why some patients abandon their treatments. There are several factors why a woman or a man will abandon the treatment. One, the lack of awareness is huge. Sometimes a patient will think that because the symptoms have reduced, it means the disease is gone. And so they will stop going to the hospital and sometimes uh, resort to other means. Another reason is financial. The financial constraints to a person diagnosed with cancer is normally on the high side. The cost of treatment is higher than majority of the people can afford. The distance from where a person resides, especially those living in the communities, and where the treatment centers are, are normally far. So a patient will have to travel over several kilometers or miles before getting to a treatment center without any support for transportation costs. The lack of counseling, the lack of support, and here I mean social support, psychological support, and uh, uh, financial support. So we need to increase our awareness creation exercises. We need to support the person who has been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and this support will not only go to the person, but the children, the family, because most often they use all the family money to go for the treatment and the, pe the person becomes very poor after treatment. Now, in the first episode of this series, we touched on how some people prefer to seek out traditional healers rather than conventional doctors in hospitals. Have you witnessed some patients doing away with their treatment and deciding to go and seek out traditional healers? Um, because of this high cost of treatment, um, if the person has depleted their financial resources, they have the 
the notion that it's cheaper to go to a prayer camp or to go for traditional healing. And sometimes, you know, we are not condemning uh, herbal preparations or traditional healers. And neither are we condemning uh, prayers. But what we are saying is we should know what works well in each situation. The pastor can pray for the patient who will be going to the hospital and encourage the patient to continue with the treatment and not to abandon it. Again, the person doing herbal treatment or traditional treatment should know the limits as to what they can do and what their um, herbal preparation can do. Most often, it's complementary, and it's not the primary um, source of treatment. So we should know uh, the limits of what these treatments, these other treatments can do, and encourage our people to rather uh, finish with their treatment. Tolulope Falowo, the executive director of Cancer Aware Nigeria, says people often tire of the long cancer treatments and then abandon them. When treatment is late, the disease could spread and cause patients to become discouraged. And with few treatment cancer centers in the region, patients often have to travel long distances and this could put them off their treatment. And that's not all. Now, in my own experience, um, I had an uncle who abandoned treatment because of what I understood was stigma in our community associated with gender. And that is, a man is not supposed to go to hospital. Is stigma associated with hospital treatment also something you have witnessed? Absolutely. Stigma is a big issue as it relates not only to cancer, but other non-communicable diseases in Nigeria. One incident that comes to mind um, was in the early days of our work at Cancer Aware Nigeria. There was a woman who had breast cancer and was receiving treatment at one of the treatment centers in Lagos. We were supporting her treatment, in this case, radiotherapy. And there was a particular day she had a session and afterwards she was eager to, to go back to work. And on further probing, we found out that not only did her employer not know she, she was receiving treatment? They had no idea she had cancer. In fact, the only people who knew she had cancer was her husband. The only person who knew she had cancer was her husband, or maybe her children. And found out very disturbing. And on further probing, we found out it was because of the stigma around it. She didn't want people to know. So it is a general thing, it, not just for men, for women. Stigma is a big problem. And this is, um, I think, directly linked to myths and misconceptions around cancer in in our area you know and what is the solution we need more people to come out and talk about their cancer journey patients on active treatment survivors who have finished treatment you know they need to come out and and talk about their experience we need caregivers to come out and talk about their experience caring for their loved ones who have cancer. This is the main way we can stop the stigma and also dispel the myths and misconceptions around cancer in sub-Saharan Africa.
Now, what do you think can be done to reduce the high numbers of patients abandoning treatment? There are many things we can do to reduce the dismal high numbers of patients abandoning cancer treatment. Number one, more patients need to be enrolled on the health insurance scheme of their respective countries. For us in Nigeria, we need more patients enrolled on the national health insurance scheme. We also need it to, co- to offer more coverage for cancer treatment. Number two, we need more treatment facilities. We need more cancer treatment facilities in the region. We, we don't need people, patients traveling long distances to access cancer treatment. We need more chemotherapy centers. We need more radiotherapy centers so patients can access treatment and not have to travel far and wide. In addition to this, we need more awareness in the community that conventional cancer treatment is still the only proven way to treat cancer so that people do not abandon it and try unproven alternative remedies. Um, I I really believe that more needs to be done on the part of all the relevant stakeholders around um, cancer awareness in the region. Um, Non-profit organizations, NGOs and charities are trying But we need the respective uh, ministries of health to also support the work of these organizations. The government needs to take the lead in this. NCDs are overtaking infectious diseases um, in the region where more people are coming down with non-communicable diseases, including cancer. So we need to focus a lot of attention and resources in that area. The government needs to work with organizations who are already in the field to make the, take the message to the people. And there also needs to be programs for, pre- for prevention, for screening, for early detection, and for treatment. So um, there is, in my opinion, there is not enough awareness around cancer in the region, both in Nigeria and in sub-Saharan Africa. More needs to be done and the government needs to take the lead and work with organizations who are already on ground doing the work. Sharing information is vital, as Dr. Adai explains to Michael. In one study, some Ghanaian medical practitioners indicated lack of credible data on cancers in Ghana. Do you concur? And do you think this is a situation being experienced in other sub-Saharan African countries whereby maybe because of lack of credible data, it becomes difficult to monitor those abandoning treatment? So the lack of uh, data, the lack of uh, registries in sub-Saharan Africa is something that we must look at critically. Um, We should also start by having uh, independent centers who collect all these data. We have the situation where University A doesn't talk to University B and do not share their data amongst each other. One teaching hospital Uh, has their own data as hospital-based registry and does not share or communicate with another teaching hospital. This is not healthy. And before we can solve this and clean up this kind of uh, situation, we need to have 
independent uh, bodies or independent centers who will be collating all the data from all the clinics or hospitals or pharmacy, uh, pharmaceutical uh, shops or wherever uh, cancer is being managed. We should remove the barriers like the, the country barriers, language barriers, and so on that exist between uh, sub-Saharan African countries. So, for example, Breast International is ready to share our experiences with other countries who need us to share our positive stories, the way we manage to get more breast cancer survivors who have gone out to even show their scars, their prosthesis, to let women understand that you can have uh, one breast or even uh, no breast and still be a complete woman. And this will give hope to others. The helping others through personal experience is one strong uh, toolkit for especially women in the deprived communities. That will also help reduce the number of women or cancer patients who default their treatment. If they have somebody to navigate them and to be checking upon them and to be encouraging them, the need for them to go through the treatment, finish the treatment, and take care of their children. It will help a lot of the patients to comply. Dr. Beatrice Waifei Adai brings our three-part special on cancer to a close. Our recent coverage was inspired by a commission which Dr. Adai worked on and published in The Lancet. If you want to find out more, head to the SIDEVNET website www.scidev.net Today's show was produced by Harrison Lewis with editing by Ogechi Ekeanyao and reporting by Michael Kaloki. Until next time, goodbye. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station.